just after 11 o'clock. Thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you for the next, oh, 52 odd minutes before we hand things over to Alan Mitchell, Declan Kruger, and Donovan the intern for the lowdown with Low Tide. But until then, try to keep you entertained, talk some fantasy sports, amongst other things on this show. Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in the Duke's Bruce Grove and West Edmonton Mall. WilhockBeefJerky.com. You want to get in on the conversation, 1-833-401-1440 or email Connor at Sports1440.ca and Brandon at Sports1440.ca. Wilhock, uh, we should mention, Brandon, the uh, the two slices of jerky that you had left in the fridge yesterday did not make it very long. They were uh, gone pretty quick. I was hungry. We needed that protein. Protein load for a nice Thursday afternoon. Wish I had some today. Got a big tropics game tonight. Gonna need uh, proton protein load. I'm I'm getting all my carbs in here. Uh, the bonton drop off of the studio this morning. I've had a couple scones, one like cheese, jalapeno cheese, and I just had a blueberry one. Lights out. Amazing muffin. I had the cookie, like with like the cream, not the cream egg, but like the the mini egg, the mini egg. Yeah, That's the like. One. Uh, yeah, like what your mini egg cookie? I like guess. a Cadbury mini egg cookie, chocolate chip, unbelievable. Head down to Bonton and uh, surprise your kids with some of those, along with your beef jerky. Best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. Uh, Lunch and dessert. <laughs> That'd be so sweet. You're going to school. Open, open your lunch kit at the table. Open up your bag. You just got a big bag of beef jerky and some cookies. If you wanted I mean, to trade, I've eaten worse them. things for lunch. I'll tell you that. If you were, you know, living up to the childhood tradition of trading your lunch mm-hmm. for other things, you could win big time. Like you'd save a couple of cookies for yourself, but you'd win all the trades. Yeah, you'd bring in a lot of stuff, and then the jerky as well. You keep some jerky for yourself, but you could you could make some great trades. Yeah, because because the you got like a bag of even like a few pieces. They're big, long strands of jerky, so you could even like piece them off in halves. To bring in, I don't know, chocolate-covered granola bar, maybe a pack of, like, Gushers or a fruit roll-up or something if you're Dunkaroos. if you're really aiming high, like, yeah. oh, Dunkaroos, there you go. I bet what, kids would be offering their, like, pizza subs what for holds, a what, I was going to say, what holds the most trade value at the lunch table? Uh, that's a really good question. As we approach trade deadline in the NHL. These are the things that matter. Like, I mean, if you had... I don't know. You know, when I was a kid, like, I... I did not like the frozen meals because you had to wait in line at the microwave and the microwave at Parkview Junior High was pretty slow. I'd say, I think you have it. I think beef jerky would be the one that holds that number one spot. Right Especially up a big bag of it. First round grade. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I always thought was cool were those, uh, were they like snackables? Little lunch kit, like oh, lunchables, lunchables, like, yeah, yeah. Maybe lunch, I got the discount brand lunch, or something. Lunch, some assembly required. You had to like make your little pizza, and it was like with a stick. Oh, also those little crackers with cheese. Oh, those are amazing. I I gasped those. So good, <laughs> so delicious. Do you remember those? You oh, might yeah. have missed them. No, oh no, I had those. I had those. Uh, I I liked like I would usually have like one of those kind of like I don't know pre-packaged or, or pre-made type things like whether it is maybe a fruit roll-up or those cheese crackers or something usually in and like that would be my bonus piece in my lunch to go along with my i was a big peanut butter and jam sandwich guy um and then ham ham and turkey a slice of cheese or something as well Ooh, some, nice, some nice deli meats i went through a weird phase where i just liked uh 
like a, a bun with butter on it. Very simple. I think everybody goes through that phase. Yeah, my mine lasted a little bit longer. All you do for a week is eat nothing but toast with just butter on yeah, it. Yeah, just clean living. Uh, we'll st- <laughs> let us know what was your number one lunch, snack, or food. Alfred says sardine sandwich. Big Easy coming in with the Dunkaroos. You got to you got to tell us though, chocolate icing, vanilla with those little sprinkles in it. Unbelievable imitation, Tom. He says, Dunkaroos, Gushers, fruit roll-ups, high trade value, or fruit by the foot. Woo. Good times. Uh, and Imitation Tom still says he goes through bread and butter phase. Man, it just smells so good. <laughs> and it tastes so good. I so I this is I never used to when I have to like put jam on my toast. I used to just go straight jam onto the toast, but now I go butter then jam. Yeah, of course. See, as I'd never done that growing up. Oh, I, if I wanted butter <laughs> on my toast, it would be just butter. Really? Okay. I wouldn't put jam on top of the butter. That's not something I learned till later in life. I mean, that's life hack for sure. Just, I mean, I feel like the butter helps the toast absorb it. Just keeps it all together. Uh, Ant Man says, if you had a can of soda or a chocolate bar, you're the god at the childhood lunch table. Husk says, hey boys, we'll come back to that one because as Bruce Grove says, just kids lunch. What do you do? Oh, the, the font is so little. It's a Simpsons meme. We'll have to get back to that one as well. And then Chris says, hey, guys, scones are English and as such are pronounced with a hard O, not a soft O. You're welcome. Have a great show. Declan just said that, and I kind of was thrown off. He's like, yeah, this was a good scone. Well, Chris, we're in Canada. <laughs> so we're going to call them scones. Speak our language. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, so it's scones? I guess so. Oh, okay. Is that uh, does that con- a derivative of the word abscond? Like to abscond? What I've learned about you in the last day is that you're very educated, Brandon. You went to the University of Alberta. This has only been in one day you've learned this. Well, you've dropped some knowledge. We've on have been me on the it last for day. six months. Well, you know, you're. I've. I know you're. You're intelligent with your sports takes, but high IQ, big brain on Brandon. Yeah, Declan and I. Uh, currently in a nice little battle of wits uh, quizzing each other randomly on uh, world capitals a passion of both of ours it is uh, a unique passion you both seem to have big easy yes wagon wheels oh wagon wheel <laughs> number one in the tractor like in the field lunch i probably would over the course of a summer be called like 120 days four months I probably ate like 135 wagon wheels. Oh, those, and you get the big Costco pack, so it's going to last you a long time. Precisely. Uh, the best was getting dropped off late with a bag of McDonald's. Oh, yeah, you got an appointment, get dropped off at 1130 with your Happy Meal. Ballin'. BB says, thank God for universal health care. Oh, yeah. From the bean counter, how about the mock chicken sandwich? Okay, not bad. Imitation Tom says, as an adult, I can't pack a lunch. All that happens is I eat it by the first break and I still have to go buy lunch. So packing a lunch costs extra. I like to bring a lunch occasionally. For the, Actually, that's a lie. For the most part, I do. A little tougher now. But uh, once I and my wife get our permanent home, I hope to get back on that bandwagon. Bologna and cheese sandwich with ketchup chips from Barber and Peace River. That was a did did that have much trade value? I would assume that would be like your prized possession. Face the franchise. You're gonna stick with that one. And how about rocking a Capri Sun? Everybody wanted to trade you. Yeah, the Capri Suns were phenomenal. 
tough to get in Canada. We'd go down to Washington every summer, stock up on those bad boys. Uh, Kool-Aid jammers as well. Sick. And I, there was another one. There's like those little like weird cartons of purple drink. Just hit the spot like no other. I think Superstore used to sell them. Yikes, sports, sports, boys. This is an NR92 useless rambles from either Idris or Andrew. Trying to give us the old one, two. We know you, Andrew. We know you. Don't try and throw a new moniker at us. Idris. Okay, uh, well, let's get to it. Niner Man asking us right now, hey, boys, what are your thoughts on Jay Wall? Future with the Leafs. Can he be the long-term guy in net? Niner Man 77. Well, uh, as of the start of this current season he was the Leafs plan in net um kind of going back with just him and uh, Ilya Samsonov they bring in Martin Jones um kind of as an insurance policy of course been thrust into much more action than initially intended between uh Samsonov's struggles and uh, Wool's injury I, I think the Leafs probably look at Wool as their long-term uh like future starter Samsonov you know pretty good season last year been pretty much as much of a mixed bag as you can ask for this season between the demotion back up playing well so I think they're very high on Joseph Wall uh, he's cut he's come through the system with a lot of uh, a lot of pedigree so I, I like I've had him stashed on my IR on my my season long fantasy all since the injury pulled him off um, looking forward to, to getting him back in action um, played last night I believe if I'm not mistaken uh, getting the win over Arizona in his first game back good ease back into action type game so uh, I, I think the Leafs look at him as their long-term starter for sure and, and as a result in terms of your fantasy and, and probably day-to-day I think down the stretch here it'll probably be a pretty even split unless one of them were to uh, stumble between Samsonov and Wool who knows if Jones will still uh, be in the mix apart from maybe spot duty to, you know, day-to-day injury, whatever. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I like Joseph Walzell. Like, and he was playing very well uh, between last season and this one before going down to injury. Yeah, amongst the three goaltenders in Toronto this year, he's got the best save percentage, goals against average at 275, a 9-5-1 and record, 25 years old. I mean, this is kind of the time you got to find out if he's someone you can rely on going forward for the Maple Leafs. So I, I would assume he's going to get the opportunities as well. Um, fantasy-wise, I'd go for it. You know, the good thing about the Leafs is they're going to score a lot of goals, so he's going to get that that extra protection there. I know Andrew wants us to talk sports, but we get a lot of texting about lunches here. So just very quickly, one summer when I was around 11, I worked at a campsite beside my farm. I spent my whole paycheck on ice cream sandwiches from the campsite. Yeah, like a very Brandon thing. To that do. that is very much. It's like every dollar you make. Like I worked at a, a campsite in the, um, off the lake, Pine Lake, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, beautiful beaming lake uh, down just outside of Delburn. Uh, I worked there like in grounds maintenance and stuff, and they had like a shop, ice cream, taquitos, like once lunchtime rolled around, but even just like Pepsi and chips. I dumped so much money right back into it. Like it was just such an effort and futility having a summer job, trying to save up for um, university and stuff. It was like, well, this basically paid for my beer all summer, maybe some gas in the car and uh, and my lunch on a day-to-day basis, but not very much left over. Oh, I mean, the, the <laughs> irresponsibility when you're younger and you were handed some money. Delta Valley Jeff says, geez, now you boys got me craving the long lost Tahiti treat. Delta Valley Jeff yeah, whenever we go to Jasper or Banff, you got to find one of those candy stores, and they've got the Tahiti treat for you, and uh, it certainly is a treat. Uh, on the topic of sports, the Edmonton Oilers obviously off today, back in action tomorrow, taking on the Seattle 
Kraken. It'll be a nice early start, 2 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit when we return. The Oilers also get to Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins on Sunday night. So the old back-to-back with a little travel involved. Uh, luckily for the Oilers, it is an early game on Saturday and then a later game on Sunday. I think For usually, a Sunday game, that yeah. is uh, kind of rare for for. I mean, they don't play a lot of Sunday games, period. And if they do, I find they are usually matinees. Yeah, 5 or 6 o'clock, something like that. No football on. Take advantage of that evening slate, I guess. Absolutely. No one's going to be out there to uh, to get in your way. It's all yours, NHL. Uh, in Husks texting and kind of a conversation we had yesterday. Hey, boys, talk to Deck, and we agree that UCL A would be hard to beat for an all-time roster. Kareem, Walton, Goodrich, Reggie Miller, Kevin Love, Baron Davis, Jason Capono, and the coolest name ever, Pooh Richardson. Killer three-point team with Miller, Capono, and Pooh. Husks, Westbrook too. I mean, love him or hate him, you got to put him in that that list of names. He's a pretty good player. Yeah, UCLA's got history. Going back to our conversation, we were talking about the the blue March bloods, the blue blue bloods, and the March Madness bracket that Fantasy Frenzy is going to be doing, uh, opening it up to everybody who wants to get involved. Right now, we have a prize of a hat, but that might grow. Could it be more? Stay tuned. It might not grow, but it might. Maybe we'll have leftover cookies from Bonton and uh, some leftover jerky as well from Wilhawk. Yeah, I could see some Wilhawk getting involved here <laughs> for sure. Treat, we like, ev- treat everyone to some start of April jerky. We like to slide that in for people. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll take a break here. When we come back, one 401 We'll take your text. We'll do so for Tommy Guns. You're listening to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. Presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's 11.20 here in the city. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. We're talking fantasy sports, amongst other things here on Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Make sure you check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. You can always uh, get your thoughts in at one 401 Let's go into the inbox once again. Brought to you by Tommy Guns, our unique lounges and casual settings make it easy for anyone to rock a new look and get the best hot towel shave experience in Canada. Hands down. Book now at TommyGuns.com. A new look. Brandon, have you ever really just swapped up your hairstyle? Like, did in your younger days, perhaps, just been like, you know what? I'm going to change this up. The No, the most drastic change I've made was the decision to start shaving my head. And I, I'm not uh, to the extent of Gregor. Like, I don't, with the razor, take it down, but I buzz it, um, you know, every 10 to 14 days or so. Uh, the problem is that it doesn't really grow that much. Like it, it's very slow growing now. Yeah. It's, it's like trained basically. Uh, and I started doing that in 2014 after I did it for the first time as a charity thing, just like shave my head. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So then I would grow it out for like a little bit longer leading up to the next year's head shave. But then once I was done at the, at the U of A and we didn't do that fundraiser every year uh, as a cancer um, for the cross cancer, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do this all the time. But other, other than that, it was just like my hair was never a big factor for me. I was like the same way. The The first time I shaved my head, I was like, oh, this is really convenient. And it is. I've never done the, I mean, like the most extreme thing you can do with your hair, like go bleach blonde. That was a big thing. Maybe t- early, mid-2000s, Eminem kind of started that. Frosted tips, never did that. So obviously I didn't do anything wild, like get dreads or anything, but... If you want to go for a new look, make sure you go head out to Tommy Guns. Check them out online, TommyGuns.com. Big Easy and Delta Valley Jeff both commenting on the greatest soundtrack of video game history, NHL 2002 with the Jimmy Eat World. Yeah, 
Very, very uh, widely regarded, particularly among the hockey community, because it was a staple, and that game was pretty top shelf. No pun intended. Uh, Gordon D. Good morning, guys. Is it possible to buy a 1440 baseball cap? Thanks, Gordon. Gordon, shoot me an email. Connor at sports1440.ca. I think we could possibly hook something up. But I don't know for sure. Or, alternatively, join us tomorrow night at the Edmonton Oil Kings game. We might have uh, some to give away. Got to go talk to Lord Commander, Marty Stevens. Yes, he's uh, he's been very busy the last <laughs> 24 hours with the unfortunate flood that took place here in the Stingray Studios. A little moist over in Marty's office. But uh, I think we might be able to convince him. Take a few with us to give away to those sitting in the Sports 1440 section. You can also win a chance to go for a tour of the locker room, the Hall of Fame media room, uh, pretty much uh, like... We had, uh, as Kevin calls him, the rad man, Kevin Radomski. He was great. On this morning. Oh, he's, he's always the best. Comes in with so much energy. Um, he's personally taking you on this tour. Like, this guy is so busy. He's also doing, like, PR for the Oil Kings on top of his... He's the director of business operations. He's a very busy man. But at the intermission, he'll take you down for a tour of uh, kind of all the behind-the-scenes stuff. So Section 122. Confirmed? I think that's what he said, right? I can't remember. We'll have to confirm Check that. Check the tape. We'll, tell you, yeah, we'll go back and take a look. Uh, but yeah, that's a, certainly a good way. We have to hope that the hats are not ruined in the great flood of 2024. It's funny. Someone said, oh yeah, the security saw it and quite tried to call Marty. Marty's not the guy you call, but Marty's the guy I call for everything. So we'll have to see if we can grab some hats from him. I think he's probably listening right now. That was, That's like the one there in the morning show last week. Maybe the week prior, like something just happened, something cut out, and we were just off the air for a few minutes. And I'm like trying to scramble and figure out what it is. I'm sending texts to to our engineers, and Kevin, he's just like text Marty. I'm like, what is Marty gonna do? He's he has a lot mm. of he's a lot of pull in this building, but it's just gonna be a game of telephone. I'll text Marty. He will text the engineers. They'll listen to him. <laughs> yeah, true. I uh, I hold very little pull around here, <laughs> so I could be like, yeah, we're not on the air. They'd be like, yeah, we'll get to it. <laughs> Darren says, I lived in Banff for the summer while in university. I had to pay off my summer job with my student loans, but had a lot of fun. There you go. The way we spend our money. Imitation Tom also saying, I didn't realize I had so much to say about lunch and snacks. It was organic. We had no idea we were going to do that, but it it happened. (laughs) Welcome to the program. Uh, On the topic of Tommy Guns, L. Nate or E.I. Nate, as he's known in some circles, I'm flying to Turkey to get my hairline back. And you two can't be bothered to do anything with yours and just shave it. Life isn't fair sometimes, I tell you. Well, I'll be honest with you, Nate. Like, I don't have a great hair. Like, I am going bald. I'm not bald. But it's just kind of been something I've committed to for the sake of uh, convenience. Like, my head's a decent enough shape. It, it Like, it works. Yeah. Like, to, I, don't, I don't look like a cue ball. Or, like, my when my best friend, uh, he did the cancer head shave with me back in school, too. He's got like a bulbous top of his head. We called him Megamind, the uh, animated film voiced by Will Ferrell. Yeah. Yeah. So not Conehead or anything. Tough for him. <laughs> tough for him. Uh, Lance says, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the best video game soundtrack. I'm with you on that one, actually. NHL had some good ones, but I was a Tony Hawk guy. And then Montana DeRice says, worked at a golf course in high school, and I hammered so many hot dogs and chips that summer. It was unreal. Hot dogs on the golf course. Nothing better. Also, uh, just very quickly, if you want to potentially win a round of golf at uh, the Garrison, head over to the Jason Gregerson Facebook page, check out the pinned post, and uh, good luck. 
just a little plug there to potentially get someone uh, some free golf. John the Butcher says, does Campbell get called up prior to the playoffs to get a look as an option? Uh, Brandon, that's something that's been talked about quite a bit. You know, and, you know, the, the point will often be brought up. His numbers were better than Stuart Skinner at the time he was sent down. Uh, he hasn't had a chance to play in front of the team that's kind of figured out their defensive game with Coach Knobloch here and Paul Coffey. I don't know. I mean, you know what? You've got good starts from Cal Pickard. Like, they're, he's kind of giving you that luxury of not being in a rush to make any move like that. And you can kind of let Campbell down in Baco figure out his game and try to get back on track where he, you know, I think it was disastrous to start with, but he's found his game a little bit more. I wonder if it will happen maybe in the playoffs. Yeah. Unless something changes like off the current course of Stuart Skinner getting the bulk of the starts, Cal Pickard in relief spots, back to backs, etc. I don't envision seeing Jack Campbell before the playoffs because of a couple things. The modicum of a uh, salary cap, relief they get with him being in the minors uh it's not much mind you because they, they you know still paying it's a one-way deal so a little bit of relief there to call him up it would involve sending cal pickard back down and he would have to go through waivers and based on the current goaltending scene around the rest of the rest of the nhl i think it's pretty likely he'd get claimed um because like i said he has played well there's a lot of teams that need a little bit of help in that department and uh, so, so those two factors put in. I think that once the playoffs begin and the rosters expand, and those and the salary cap is no longer a factor, as we all uh, well know, thanks to the Vegas Golden Knights and Tampa Bay Lightning, <laughs> that Jack Campbell will almost certainly be recalled to the Oilers roster and possibly like assume the backup role. Maybe they'll alternate the uh, times on the bench behind Skinner. But uh, the the point is, like the question being phrased in a way to get looked as an option. Well, they know he's an option. He's not going anywhere. It's just a matter of keeping him down there, keeping him playing, and keeping the reps going. So then if he does have to come into action, whether it be due to injury down the stretch or um, a falter falter of play come playoff time by Stuart Skinner, then he'll be at the ready. But, yeah, I I don't think he'll be back in the Oilers roster until uh, playoff time. Absolutely. Uh, LNA says, honestly, the last two starts from Pickard weren't great, but you can't call him up to the playoffs just for the cap. Uh, Yeah, last three starts for Pickard. He is 2-1, and one, uh, but he's allowed three goals in each of those games. Uh, the Dallas game was the 4-3 overtime win. Those were some close ones. It's kind of a borderline. It's like, oh, he was so close to making the save, but at the same time, shoot, he should make that save. Uh, against Minnesota, yeah, maybe not his, his best. Hasn't had a save percentage above 900 the entire month. Did shut out the Blackhawks 3-0 late January. Uh, but other than that, in the 2024 year... In his five appearances, only uh, above 900 save percentage once. So, yeah, I mean, it's something to certainly look at. Alfred says, how many goals does Ovi have now? He is up to 16. He hasn't scored since the 20th. So he's on a little bit of a drought here, but he had two goals in that game and had like a long goal scoring streak. So, you know, Ovi every once in a while can really pick it up. Currently sitting 107th in the league in goals scored. And Bird. Well, on the topic of lunch, brought up wheat crunch. I don't know if you remember those, Brandon. Those little wheat balls, heavily seasoned. I don't think those ring any bells for me. No, well, they were uh, they were interesting. Like this was like a snack. Yeah, came in a little plastic, like almost. Uh, 
Uh, we'll look them up in the break. Okay. I don't know how to describe it, and I don't want to butcher it. Uh, Hontorio Moms texting into one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Boys, the rumors of Buchnevich and Carrier and Walker could be a game changer for the Oilers. Buchnevich has to be the guy to spend the money on to get. Yeah, well, what's he? Is he a $5.2 million cap hit? Do you know off your top of your head? Buchnevich? Yeah. Uh, good question. I'll, I can look it up here because I, I do believe I have looked at this in the past. You just think about, you know, when you do inevitably try to make a move, if it is someone like that, you're going to be bringing in 5.8, 5.8. Okay. I was off by 600,000, which Close. in this case is quite a bit. Pretty good guess. Um, well, you know who you're moving out. Cody CC, just to make space. If you're going to do these types of things, Maybe you get half of it retained, right? So that puts you at 2.9. And then if you got another team to retain it, bringing a second, another team is going to cost you another draft pick. But you're going to be moving out the likes of maybe Fogel, CC, I don't know, whoever else it might be. But I mean, hey, Buchnevich does have another year on the contract. So if, if you could, I'm not totally opposed to that going to cost you probably a first round pick but then you know do you want to address anything defensively as well Gregor thinks it's going to be between two and three players so you're going to have to make some moves what do you think of Buchnevich there Brandon oh I mean, the, the player is tantalizing there, there's no doubt about that he comes at a, at a sizable price tag you get him for this year and next though uh, which is something that we all know um, Ken Holland is very uh, in favor of uh, flexible player can play pretty much any position at forward of course most comfortable on the wing which fits the Oilers need they're, they're not necessarily hard up at center uh, I do think they'd probably like to add uh, a bottom six center maybe a right handed one to, to, you know, face offs being a big key there and maybe as a penalty killer as well your prototypical bottom sixer but the way I loop back around like if the Oilers are sp- going after one kind of big, big game hunting right and Buchnevich would fit into that category for sure I think like I I just think it should be a defenseman, and I hate to rag on it because I don't think Cody Cece is a bad player. I think Darnell Nurse is a very good defenseman. I think Evan Bouchard is as elite as an offensive guy running a power play as there is. But I just think another legitimate two way guy that can maybe move the puck a little bit better than Cece can to play with Nurse and also not give up much on the defensive side. Then I like once again, Dollars don't have a lot of room financially and don't have a lot of assets to go to make these trades if they're make if they're taking one big swing and then fill in the edges depth wise after that i think it should be on a top four defenseman that's easier said than done because um there's not as many of those available per se and obviously it would have to be somebody that plays the right side whether it be a a left-handed guy that plays the right side or a true right-hander so that's my two cents on what when i watch this team what i think they need i i'm a i'm a believer in kind of a rotational job on that right side in the top six Fogle, Perry, maybe Dylan Holloway at times. Like, I think that is good enough. I do think you need a different look in your bottom six to go there. Like I said, maybe it is still two to three moves, but the one big game hunting thing, as much as I'd love Buchnevich, I'm not willing to go after him and pay the price while not uh, uh, kind of shoring up the defense. Well, we were kind of talking about guys you'd have to move to potentially make a, a deal like that. Hontario Moms had CC Kulak, Fogel. Man, playoff Kulak. That guy's another beast. He flies around out there. Let's say hypothetically you did make that move to bring in Buchnevich, and in the process you're moving out CC and Kulak. Well, then you need to bring in another blue liner because you'll have Matias Ekholm well, and Bouchard. You then need to bring in two blue liners because are you comfortable 
Well, that's what I mean. Like, you haven't won, but you'll need another one because you're probably not going to... Well, maybe you're throwing Philip Broberg out there. I mean, is that really what you want to do in the playoffs? Uh, is, is the team better after you do something like that? Like, is the team top to bottom better by moving out two of your current top six defensemen? Would I, I mean, no, but you have to see what that defenseman is. Like, if Ken Holland has another card up his sleeve, there's some guy that people aren't talking about similar to the Matthias Ekholm last year. Maybe, but... I don't know, man. Kulak, I think he flies around out there. I think he elevates his game in the playoffs. See, see if you can upgrade there for sure. I, I'm with you. I don't think he's a bad player at all. But could you upgrade that position? Maybe help out Darnell Nurse a little bit? Would be interesting. Ontario almost follows that up with. There isn't a single D-man you spent a first round on this year for a UFA or FA. And next year's 2025 UFA class is awful. You have to move either CC or Kulak and Fogel. Imitation Tom says, Matt Dumba, $3.9 million cap hit. Very familiar with Dumba, Matt Dumba. Dumba's an intriguing player. Um, little on the smaller side, but like tenacious player. Like he plays a lot bigger than he is. We all know his propensity for laying out big hits. He can move the puck well. He probably would have been traded last year at the deadline, but his, his contract was not favorable because he was making so much more money. Much better this time around. He would be a, a pure rental at least this season depending on, I guess, what he'd look to come back. I, I think that deal in Arizona was kind of a show-it-prove-it type thing and, and maybe can secure a little bit more security, a uh, longer-term deal uh, this summer. I'm not sold on Matt Dumba. I think there's other other guys with more term last year. I, I wouldn't hate Matt Dumba coming in, but uh, I once again would question how much of a legitimate upgrade would he provide in the top, in the top four specifically. Mitchell says CC isn't great, but these guys putting up videos showing CC are completely out to lunch. What they're talking about and what they're talking about are nuts. Um, I mean, hey, that's uh, you can always find one video out there. You can always find a play in a game. Yeah, I take it with a grain of salt for sure. Fat Efron says, I really hope we don't trade Sam. He loves being an oiler and a huge fan favorite. The second we won the cup and he wasn't part of the run. If he is part of the team past the deadline, I don't know how much he's going to be playing. But here's the thing about Sam Gagne. I don't see him being on the move. He might end up getting uh, possibly sent down uh, to Bakersfield once again until the playoffs when the rosters would expand because he's not playing that often. Like, like in terms of trading him out, that doesn't do you much good because his salary is negligible. Um, he doesn't hold much in terms of value, even like to a – Another team wanting to stay in the mix, like, yeah, the veteran guy or whatever. But once again, he's not an everyday player at this stage. Do I think he should play more? Yeah, I, I think that's fair. We've, we, we know what we've seen from Connor Brown, but he kills penalties. Sam Gagne does not. So that, like, that, we, we don't need to dive into that whole conversation. But yeah, I don't see Sam Gagne being traded because I just don't like he doesn't have any value. And it's not like you're saving a lot of money uh, by shipping him out the door. Imitation Tom said he had a no uh, no movement clause last year i believe that is also true but i think he was willing to I, i'd have to go back and check i don't know if they ever I, I formally asked him to waive it or not but i do believe the contract was the bigger um obstacle for moving matt dumba last year phil says hey boys i don't think the name is out there yet but that the oil are targeting for the blue line it's going to come out of the blue like ekholm deal last year from phil there's always that possibility, John the, the Butcher. Oh. The name I keep circling, and it, we had Ian Mendez on this morning from Ottawa. Like, I just think a guy like, like it's not a perfect fit because he is left-handed, but he plays the offside as Jacob Chikrin. 
the the number the cap it for the type of player you get in him and Ottawa's probably looking to do some sort of moving and shaking in another down season. He he's a name that I keep circling on that I would think Ken Holland has interest in, but I like I said that's pure speculation. Yeah, that'd be something, man. Chickering was a hot topic a year ago, and once again, the price to pay him, you probably just have to match what Ottawa paid to get him. Man, they're that, that team's disappointing. Like, yeah, seemingly, Thomas in, seemingly in perpetuity. I thought Thomas Shabbat was gonna be like the next Carlson, but now that well, then then we thought that was gonna be Eric Brandstrom. Yeah, now we think it's gonna be Jake Sanderson. They they've got a wealth of, of yeah, players back there. Like, names. if you think about it, like. The, Thomas Shabbat's another name that is somehow floated out there, but his contract is 10 times over harder to move because of its length and dollar figure than Chikrin's. So I think just because of that, if the Senators are looking to make, make a splash and recoup some assets, whatever, I think Chikrin seems more likely to be the odd man out. But once again, that's just me looking at the, the page in front of me and kind of formulating a guess. But it, his name has been bandied, bandied about uh, in, in the rumor mill, so... John the Butcher says Alexiak or Larson from Seattle an option at all? Question mark. Well, I will say no for Adam Larson. Alexiak, I kind of feel like they're probably a guy they'd like to keep around. Veteran on the team. Well, no. Once again, this is a perfect constant tee up. Is that we had uh, Jeff Walker or Jeff Baker? Pardon me from Seattle. Right at the end of the show today, teeing up uh, tomorrow's game, and he, he he seems quite convinced that basically this weekend is going to be very indicative of what Ron Francis and the Kraken do. Like, they're in the mix, but they can't really get any traction. They're just kind of tooling in the middle. If they can beat Edmonton tomorrow, all of a sudden they're they're much more firmly in the playoff picture. Then he thinks they might, uh, you know, keep themselves in buyer status a little bit longer or at least stay pat, not necessarily move into seller mode. As of right now, they're seven points back of Nashville for the uh, final wildcard spot, a couple games in hand on them there. But they've got – the problem is there's two teams in front of them to jump as well. Uh, Calgary and St. Louis also – with 63 points so the, the Kraken got some choices to make and probably some hard ones in the likes of maybe Will Borgen uh, like you said Alexiak a couple of their forwards on expiring contracts um, Wenberg Eberly. so they, they have options but I'm not sure they're fully committed to selling just yet Gruff says guys seems like Matt Dumbo's always on the block is that a good thing or bad thing I would say that's a good thing if someone's always looking to acquire your services. People want you. I mean, yeah, it's good to be wanted. So, I, in my opinion, that's a good thing. Uh, if you know, maybe playing on bad teams isn't always ideal, or sellers at the deadline potentially. But if people want you, always a good thing. Original Six says Kulak and CC are better than Dumba. Imitation Tom says I thought Josh Norris was going to be unreal. There you go. Another well, he sin. is. Josh Norris is very good. He can't stay healthy. Uh-huh. He, he's looked like he's probably going to miss most of the remainder of this season, possibly. What's the best ability? Availability. <laughs> These are the things we know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, very quickly before we get to break here, if you got double retention on Butchnevich, he would come in at $1.6 million. The Oilers already have that much cash space without making a single corresponding move. The assets to acquire a player of his stature with double retention for this season would likely cost Broberg a first, a second, and the th- likely a third at minimum, in my opinion. That's a lot of eggs in one basket, that's for sure. But then again, you do have him next year. So I think that's something that Ken Holland does put a little emphasis on, making sure he has someone for next season. Spruce Grove Corey says, for depth, Tyson Berry, question mark. Well, man, he can't even get starts in Nashville regularly. So I don't know. I, I, I would say no. I wouldn't see that Good as a dude. very likely situation to, to make a return to Edmonton. I, 
for his sake, like you said, Connor, great guy. Teammates seem to love him. Yeah. And we saw what he's still capable of doing. Like he was leading the defenseman in points last like, season for a good stretch of the season. And like led the league the year before that? Yeah. Or the right? year before that. Right. <laughs> so, either way, he he's shown he's capable. Uh, but it's just situational in Nashville. Like he's not even playing. So I, I would for his sake, I kind of hope Nashville flips him to somewhere else where he might get utilized a little bit more, uh, get back into a regular playing um, playing games regularly, I should say. so. Uh, but yeah, a return to Edmonton I don't think is is probably in the cards. No, you have Evan Bouchard. You don't need Tyson Berry. That's my opinion for now. We'll take a break. That was the inbox for Tommy Guns. Make sure you check them out online and book an appointment at TommyGuns.com. When we come back, we'll let you know what's coming up in the Lowdown with Low Tide as well as the Jason Greger show. Plus, we'll keep the text rolling. Keep them coming in. 1-833-401-1440. It is Fantasy Frenzy, Connor Halley, and Brandon Douglas with you here. Brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky. Final segment here on this Friday morning of Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. The show is always brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Go check them out today. Tell them we sent you Spruce Grove, Leduc, West Edmonton Mall, or online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Stash your jerky. Have it ready for tomorrow when the Oilers take on the Kraken. It's going to be a fun day of sports for sure. Uh, today, though, on the Lowdown with Low Tide, coming up in about, oh, let's say, 11 minutes time. Should be a fun one. But my Twitter's freezing. Duke, you got a line up here. I want to say Steve Lansky, but I know he was off for a couple weeks. Is he back? The return of Steve Lansky on the lowdown today. Uh, NHL rumors, new edition of everyone's favorite segment, Declinations. And uh, uh, Friday, stop by of uh, Oilers Nation's Tyler Emchuk, Daily Faceoff, Jays Nation. Take your pick of your favorite uh, programming, and Tyler Emchuk likely a part of it. Good guy. Hashtag avoid the grind. Avoid the grind. But also... Work for hours on end. <laughs> uh, on the Jason Gregor's show, we're going to have Cam Tate's two-minute warning. Lorianne Munzer will be by for the uh, kind of the mental side of sports. Really great stuff when Lorianne drops by on Friday afternoons. We'll uh, go to Seattle, talk about the Kraken. Wanye Gretz will be around for two hours as he'll be co-hosting today with Gregor, Craig Button from the NHL and TSN, Spec, and Alan Mitchell. And we'll also be doing our, uh, our winner. We've got... Uh, a really cool contest going on with Jason Gregor. We're only going to be doing it on Thursdays, uh, but if you'd like to participate, all you have to do is go to the Jason Gregor Show Facebook page, and uh, you could win a pair of passes to golf at the Edmonton Garrison Memorial Golf and the Country Club. You just have to say something nice. And you know what? It's been very nice. I I like when people are positive. I was just going to say that might uh, be harder than you're laying out to be for some of our texters. Well, I, I'm not going to name names. But there are some people on the text line that are just negative all the time. Yeah. Never anything good to say. It's always a criticism. It's always saying that that stunk or you're an idiot or why don't you do this instead of that, et cetera, et cetera. And I'll be frank. It wears thin on me. But those are the few and far between. The majority of the text line listeners are uh, are upbeat and, and willing to have intelligent and insightful conversations back and forth via text and what we're saying on air. So we appreciate that. And I'm glad that uh, you guys are kind of leaning into that a little bit more for positive Fridays. Aaron D. I love your show. Listen every day. Thank you for bringing sports radio back to the airwaves. Ryan says, this is going to be the best year yet for anyone reading this with heart emoji. I have to go read that right now. It's uh, it's very positive right now on the Gregor show Facebook page. You could win some golf 
And you know what? You know what? Even if you don't want to be positive, just pretend. That's that's the beauty of the internet. You can lie, and no one's going to call you out on it. Uh, the text line, one 1440 Alfred says, what are the chances of getting DeBrusque? I have to wonder why the Bruins would do that. I mean, maybe they want to collect something upon his uh, impending unrestricted free agency, but I think he's a guy you want on the team. Nice $4 million cap it. I, I would say minimal. I think the Bruins probably want to go for a run and would rather have Jake DeBrusque on the team. On a scale of 1 to 10, Brandon, what do you think the odds are? Man, it's... If you asked me like a week ago, I probably would have said like 1 or 2. But I, I've seen some... I've read some stuff and seen some reports that, you know, they're still not making any headway on an extension. And the Blues, they have more talented wingers than they do centermen. So if DeBrusque was going somewhere, I th- if... Once again, if, and this isn't like, I still think the Bruins are going to try and add a top six center regardless, but if they, uh, if they were to move to brusque, I think it would probably be in a package to bring in a top six centerman. Cause then that's less you have to give up in. We, we think the Oilers got a bit of a bear cupboard Bruins. <laughs> no, no first, second or third round pick this year. Pros- Sounds like the lightning prospects virtually like their best prospects are currently with the team in Matthew Potras, Hurt, and uh, Mason Lowry, uh, who we saw play a very good game against Edmonton. So, uh, yeah, Boston's going to have a tight spot to make any ads because they don't really got anything to do it with. If dangling Jake DeBrusque out there as uh, as our expiring UFA, maybe you trade him somewhere to get him extended as well. All of a sudden, you've got a, a card to play in, in adding to your forward group, but it's also addition by subtraction because you're losing your, your top six winger, right? Them trading him overall, I'll put in at a six. Him coming to Edmonton, I'll put it maybe like a three. <laughs> Original six, six, six says trading Fogel for B is a mistake. Try extending him instead. Give him that one-year deal. Contract your Fogel. Unbelievable. Imitation Tom says, my buddy also wanted to trade for DeBrusque, but I think that the Bruins are in the business of winning now. That's kind of the way I look at it, unless you're going to get a better player. I don't think the Oilers are going to try to lose a trade at the deadline, so I, I think Edmonton would be very unlikely. And then Fat Efron says, hey, Duke, how pumped are you that if we, and then in brackets, the Texans get Saquon? I was so disappointed in Damian Pierce this year. Don't. I, why do we have to bring him up? Shout out Devin Singletary for really stepping it up. <laughs> uh, but, man, if you were to add Saquon, that would be uh, quite the dynamic offense that already has a lot of potential to work with. Maybe not Saquon, but just like a legitimate proven running back. Maybe someone with a little more legs left than Austin Eckler. Yeah. Eckler, if you have a legit running back, you bring Eckler in to compliment him. Well, he'll want top tier money, so it'll be a waste of money. Yeah. But he, he's great out of the backfield as a receiver. Like what if what if there's a team with a like hot young running back still on his rookie deal, obviously. So then you're saving it's basically like paying two decent veteran running backs the same because you're yeah. paying Eckler top end money and, and he, like it'd have to be a short deal obviously for Eckler but I wonder the same thing in, in Houston that if you're gonna if one of these top tier guys wants big money man like this defense still is a lot of it's young but you still got some holes to fill I think on the on the defensive side of the ball you can't go shelling out all your money um on on a running back like they have a they have a huge benefit of two of their best offensive players, skill position players on rookie deals and Tank Dell and uh, the quarterback being the most important. But 
I, I, it's an enticing situation of bringing Barkley into the mix, but I think the money would have to be right. I'm not willing to like blow it up or blow the the big dollar figures and sign him to a Le'Veon Bell contract or something. Stu Barnes says, Pierce was the worst keeper ever, LOL. You're telling me. I was on the bandwagon for a couple of years. My gosh. And then he scores a touchdown and it gets called back. And then instead of letting him totally redeem himself, they give the ball to the fullback. Houston Texans, man. They don't care about your fantasy team. Final question today before we uh, throw things over to the lowdown. Hey, boys, would you trade DeBrusque for Dylan Holloway? Why would Boston do that? (laughs) I guess they would get a young prospect and then they don't lose Holloway or DeBrusque for nothing. But, yeah, I don't know. Would I do it? Uh, You'd have to make sure you have DeBrusque signed for the next few years. Because if I'm losing him and then I lose Holloway for a rental, I don't know if I love that one. We'll see, though. It's going to be a lot of fun next week. Uh, We'll be covering it all day long here on Sports 1440. And then on the trade deadline, we'll have wall-to-wall coverage as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. Big thank you to all of you guys that uh, texted in today. We appreciate it as always. We'll talk to you next week. I'll be back on the Gregor Show at 2 o'clock. But up next, it is the Lowdown with Lotai, Declan Kruger, Donovan the Intern, the Declinations. You guys are going to want to stick around for this one. I know it's good today. And, of course, Alan Mitchell. For Brandon Douglas, I'm Connor Halley. We'll talk to you guys Monday. First, though, let's get to a sports update brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Bruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, WilhockBeefJerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas.